This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Um, today's parable, which actually has been historically linked to pledge and fundraising drives, holds actually much deeper meanings. Uh, it's not actually advice on how to raise money or how to invest it either. So if that's what you took away from it, <laughs> it does, however, build on last week's lesson about our responsibility as followers of Christ to respond in faith, love, and action as disciples of Christ. So if you remember, Chuck really talked about this is our chance to say yes. What does it mean to say yes to be followers of Christ? And I'm not going to, you know, um, sugarcoat some of the judgment that's happening because ultimately we will be judged and we will be held accountable in how we live out our lives as Christian. Um, I, I, I don't see how you can go away from that not seeing a little bit of that. <laughs> so it, it, be, it, it begs a question, it asks the question, um, do you approach, bless you by the way, do you approach God with fear or do you approach God with trust? Do you accept the gifts that God has given you with faith and give thanks, or are you going to expect the worst? Because what we get out of life, out of our religious practice, and out of our relationship with God and with neighbors often has a lot to do with what we put into it. We reap what we sow. So yes, it is stewardship season, and we all know this because we hopefully submitted our pledge cards for the coming year. I know I did, and if you were wondering, yes, I do pledge. Um, but this parable is so much more than that. It's a much bigger theme. The question is much bigger. How do we approach our faith walk? Do we view it through the lens of scarcity or abundance? Do we view it through the lens of fear, or do we view it through the lens of love? We can choose to look at life and only see scarcity. There's not enough to go around, so I have to hoard my love and my talents, my money, my time. And one doesn't have to look far to see those with those kind of beliefs. I do believe that fear is what drives a lot of people whether it's fear of illness, fear of economic instability, fear of political unrest, fear of the other or anyone who is different from us. And quite honestly, when we make decisions out of fear, more times than not, they are rarely grounded in faith and in trust of God. Or we can choose to look at life as an opportunity, Possibility, promise. I am blessed with the abundance and so full of joy that all I need to do is share it. I want to believe that I choose that way. Many of you may be aware that I have been teaching a deep dive on uh, a class on the Book of Common Prayer. If you look in your pew, you will see this lovely book. In most churches today, as do we, the service is included in the bulletin. 
reducing our weekly and daily use of this amazing book. The class has actually helped me to fall in love with the beauty of this resource that we are to use in our common life together as Episcopalians. One of my favorite prayers is included as a prayer to be prayed during our daily office. The prayer is called the General Thanksgiving. It is said at the conclusion of morning and evening prayer, or quite frankly, whenever else you want to pray it. And so I'm going to ask you to reach for that prayer book and turn to page 101, 101. Now you can leave here saying, I got to touch the prayer book. <laughs> All right, page 101. And you will find on that page the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to, all, to us and to all whom you have made. That's the way it begins, by giving thanks. And if you skip a little down, about just a little over halfway, it says, and we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives. By giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all of our days, through Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. All things through Jesus Christ. This parable we read today from uh, the Gospel of Matthew points us to live that kind of life, that general thanksgiving life it's talking about, the life lived in this prayer, a life of praise, a life of thanksgiving, a life of service, of righteousness, but always, despite life's difficulties, always with grateful hearts, always, always with Christ at the center. Perhaps this is why this prayer should be prayed multiple times during the day, and maybe that's why it's included at morning and evening office. Today's parable, the first two slaves actually don't need to be welcomed into the master's joy, because quite frankly, I believe they're already there. They dwell in that joy daily already, and so they're willing to risk. And the master's words, only confirm that reality. The third slave, on the other hand, dwells in fear, in loneliness, and in sorrow. He doesn't need to be thrown out or cursed. He's already exiled himself. His fear of losing out ended up doing him in. We've all been given this incredible gift, but it also comes with an incredible responsibility not to keep it to ourselves. You see, our job as disciples, our calling, our purpose, our vocation is to witness to what we've been given, 
to share it with the world, and to invite all people to celebrate with us. And it is in response to our calling that the question of this parable comes from Jesus to those who follow him. What did you do with the gift that I entrusted to you? What did you do with all the love that I gave you? What did you do with the hospitality that I gave you? The inclusion, the wisdom, the truth, the purpose, the forgiveness, the grace. What did you do with the compassion and the healing and salvation, the life, deliverance, peace? What did you do with this community that I gave you? What did you do with all this? What did you do with the kingdom of God that I handed to you? The way to abundant life and the gift of the beloved community, I believe the answer is in that prayer. Jesus asks of us, did you share that gift with others? Did you invest it? Did you exchange it? Did you increase it? Did you offer it to other people? Did you give it to the world? What did you do with the gift that I entrusted you? For most of us, and I, and I will say I've succumbed to this, fear overtakes our desire and our ability to do the things we know are good and right. We don't speak up when things don't seem right because we don't want to create waves. We hesitate to volunteer because we aren't sure if we got the right skills or abilities, or perhaps we're being a little selfish with our time, afraid it's going to take away from other things that we want to do. We may not want to be inconvenienced. And so how do we move from that place of fear into trust? Learning to be more like the first and second slaves than the third. As people of faith, uh, we're called to take some risks. This is one of our greatest callings as those who follow Jesus and live in anticipation of his return. To live into the kingdom of heaven that these parables describe means being ready to present ourselves to God, not as maintainers of the bare minimum by hoarding it and saving it, but as faithful risk-takers who live fully into the lives that God gave us, that God gifted us. My mom had this saying, and it's actually a Spanish proverb, and it goes like this. It says, vivir con miedo es como vivir a medias. I'll translate that for you. <laughs> a life lived in fear is a life half-lived. So to live fully into our lives as believers and followers of Christ's love, we must continue and deepen our trust in God and with each other. And so how do we do that? Well, you made the first step. You're here today. We're worshiping together. But I'm going to challenge you a bit further. And I challenge you each and every one of you to start and end each day by praying the words of the thanksgiving. I'm not inviting you to do morning prayer and evening prayer, just that simple prayer that'll take you literally 60 seconds to pray. Start and end each day before you go to bed with this prayer. Pray these words twice a day for a month. And then I challenge whether or not it changed you and your perspective. I do believe it will.
Perhaps you will stop living out of a place of fear and scarcity and instead come to the awareness that you are blessed. Despite all of life's difficulties and the challenges we experience, you will come away from those 30 days with that feeling of this abundant life that you have that should be shared. Because in the midst of the darkness that we are in, I believe that Christ's light will shine our way so that we may be bearers of that light to the world with good news, the kind that doubles what we have been given. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.